I'm Izzy Rock, host of Tells from the Hard Side podcast, and you're listening to the Bad Parenting Podcast. Go rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Warning, the following auditory experience may contain themes of an adult nature. The opinions expressed are those of the podcasters and not of their respective employers, parents, and or legal guardians. Content may not be appropriate for children, small animals, work, and your mom. Enjoy the show. Diabetes. Fucking pussy babies need to toughen the fuck up. Of course that was tough. I don't like that. Oh my fucking god, I shit myself. Was I supposed to be so tough? This could be a while. Cafe smash. Bad Perky Podcast, we're all up in your mom. I always swore I'd never beat my children. I'm drinking some milk, bitches. We had gum and cheese. No, no way. Nothing ever gets done in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, awesome. If only you could see the glare. Hey, I'm Justin. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> oh my god, the smell. I hope you're ready for a clusterfuck of epic proportions. Love your children while keeping your sanity. This is the Bad Parenting Podcast. Ah, yes. Welcome to episode 159 of Bad Parenting Podcast. I'm Justin. And I'm Ezra. And you're back for another episode. Yep. Yay! Is this seriously episode 159? It is. Wow. Well, last time you were on here, it was episode 158, so basic math would would dictate that... Okay, yes, but I didn't remember that part. (laughs) What's so shocking about that, just that we've done that many episodes, or that um, people listen to my bullshit this long, or what? Both. <laughs> Both. Thanks, Marnas. You're welcome. <laughs> Love you too. <laughs> Love you too. Yep, yep. Oh, man. So, Ezra, how was your week? Good. Yeah. What happened this week? There was something kind of different this week than other weeks in the past. You look like a deer in the headlights now. Like, oh, fuck, what did I forget? <laughs> uh, yeah, what did I forget? Conferences. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I had something in my throat there. Okay, yeah, but conferences are like a yearly regular thing. Like, But did that happen the week before last? No. Is no. it going to happen next week? No, but no. like... No, I'm trying... I was actually trying to build it up so that you could be like, yeah, I did awesome at school. I'm doing great. Yeah, instead you're being a shit. Well, hey, you just gave them the news, so no, I guess... Go ahead. So, you, you got your, so you're enjoying school, it sounds like, from what we've heard from your teachers. Yeah. There is one common theme that still kind of is there, which is you do just enough to get by so you can read a book and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put any extra effort in whatsoever. In fact, sometimes you'll c- cut corners a little bit to get something done quickly so you have more time to read your book, which I understand. But otherwise, they've all said you were a joy to have in class. I'm not sure what kids they were talking about because it sure as hell wasn't you. Um, <laughs> 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 I love you too, Dad. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I was really proud of you. Congratulations on that. I was so proud of you that I treated myself to dinner when I got back to the house here. <laughs> I went down to the Klondike after I dropped you off at your mom's and had myself some... Okay, uh, yeah. Thanks for uh, not taking me with to that one. I'm sorry. Who decided to go to school at their mom's house? If you had come back here, you could have gone to the Klondike. Ah, uh, see? See, see, see? Yeah. Take that. Mm. Eh. <laughs> Anything else exciting or fun happened this week? Any new? What's the news on the girlfriend? Ezra's girlfriend update 
2017. How many chicks you got? No comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> well, I know you're not actively dating anybody, but do you? No names, of course, but are you crushing on anybody? Yes. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. How many? One. Oh, oh. How well, hard? Two. Two. Keeping your uh, keeping your options open in case one rejects you, you can just slide on over to the other one. Is that what you're doing? Playing the field? <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, they can't hear your head shake on the. Uh, I know. That's why podcast. I said yep. Yeah. Oh, hello again. So Wait. how uh, how how long's that been the thing? <laughs> Checking your watch. <laughs> Two or three weeks. Oh, yeah. Cool. Are they in some of your classes? Yes. Yeah. It's kind of an awkward point in your life right now, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's like you're starting to get interested in girls, and but you don't really know how to proceed forward without like acting like a complete doofus. Or you don't realize you're acting like a complete doofus, but you are acting like a complete doofus, and they're, they just look at you like, really? <laughs> and then you're like, oh, man, I fucked up. <laughs> uh then you, there's then there's Rocket who goes with a I don't give a shit approach and just runs up and starts humping. Yes. Well that's that's the way of the dog. I mean, you know. <laughs> when you're packing as much chorizo as that chihuahua is, you gotta <laughs> You gotta do something with it. <laughs> uh, so we brought you back onto the show. We decided that I wanted to do a little more continuation. We first off I wanted to let you know, and I'm doing this publicly, um, I had a ton of positive feedback on that last episode that you were on. Everybody was talking about how grown up you are and how different you sound from the last time you've been on and how it was really cool to hear you hold your own and even get a few jabs in at me and kind of, you know, poke fun back and you were flipping as much shit as I was. Um, but no, everybody loved hearing you and they said you did a really wonderful job. So I wanted to make sure you heard that the listeners actually really enjoyed um, you being on the show. So um, don't turn too red. Don't get too embarrassed by that. <laughs> <laughs> Dad. What? Rocket. He actually has some like meat on his bones now. You can actually yeah. pull his skin off his body. Yeah. Like... Well, don't do it too hard. <laughs> so yeah. So there's I mean, not much there. <laughs> customarily, if somebody pays you a compliment, thank you. There you go. Not me, them. Thank the listeners. Well, yes. Thank you guys. <laughs> but no, I was really. It, it was a proud papa moment for me. Like you know, listening back. I listened back on the episode myself too, and noticed that you did a really good job at being articulate and. Uh, um, like I said, holding your own against me and, and just kind of having a really good frank conversation about the whole thing. And I really appreciate that. So I figured we could continue it on to this episode and talk a little bit more about the overall changes that have happened as far as the end. Did he just bite you? Yes. Yeah. It was like a playful bite. He's a kinky like... little bitch. After a while, he gets a little rough and starts to nibble. You got to watch him. He'll, uh, that's, that's just the beginning. He starts the nibbling, then the, then the tongue comes out. The next thing you know, he's riding your ankle, and it's just all sorts of not good. So <laughs> just be careful what you do with him there. <laughs> uh, so like I said, we wanted to stick with the anxiety topic a little bit longer and talk some more about it and just kind of go over the I'm, – I'm more or less going to kind of give you the um, the reins of the show, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I, want, I really want you to kind of put in your own words um, like – things that you feel like things you remember from what it was like before I started seeking help and getting all this stuff handled versus how it is now and your feelings on the whole thing. And just, and you can be as open and as honest as you want. I don't want you to hold anything back. Like you're going to hurt my feelings or you're going to upset me because I'm well aware of all the ways that I was a shitty turd at times. 
Um, so, I mean, don't be mean, obviously. Like, don't be like, you know, try to like, try to make me cry. But I'm just saying, you don't have to feel like you're going to offend me or upset me. Or you're definitely not going to get in trouble because anything you say here is legitimately how you felt versus how you feel now. And it's just, yeah. it would be, it's good to have an honest conversation about these things. It helps keep me in check too because it allows me to, um, gauge where I'm at compared to where I was and make sure I'm not sliding back down that hill in the wrong direction that I keep trucking forward. Yeah. Um, so without further ado, you can take it from there and I'll just kind of interject from time to time and ask clarifying questions or whatnot. And we'll kind of see where this goes. So back when you were four, let's just start there. In four. 2000, that would be 2008. Yes, that would be 2008. <laughs> no, I'm just, I, you, I don't have to, you don't have to pick an arbitrary <laughs> age. I'm just saying in general, your thoughts, recollections, etc. Or you can go completely silent because that's awesome for radio. Well, well I, I, I'm thinking, <laughs> I, you know. I asked you to do that like hours ago and spend the day doing that. Well, yeah, oh, I'm see, sorry, but Nintendo, I, the, the, the uh, Game Boy was more important, wasn't it? It's not a Game Boy, Not a Game Boy, Boy dude, but yeah, DS. it's a DS. Oh, Get geez. it right. Jeez. Back in my day. <laughs> Old man's behind the times. Oh, boy. Just remember what old man pays your bills and puts money on that card you've got. Well, I mean, true. Yeah. But. But nothing. Hmm. <laughs> Are you literally like at a loss for words right now? Uh, that is like I'm, I'm, unusual. I'm, I'm... <laughs> you almost always have something to interject somewhere into the conversation, whether or not it's even relevant. You're just like, you know, somebody could be talking about like, you know, their grandpa dying and you'd be like, fire truck. Just so you could get something Squirrel. into the conversation. Exactly. <laughs> I said something. I said a word. Well, let's, I'll help kind of guide you into this and maybe it'll get you to open up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let's take today for an example. We were driving in the car. Mm-hmm. What's something I love to do to you just to annoy the crap out of you? Flick my ears. Flick your ears, right? I hate that. I yeah. Well, you actually, fucking hate that. yeah, you legitimately, um, expressed that it wasn't even just like a minor annoyance, but you like legitimately do not like it when I do that. And I could see that it was really upsetting you. What did I say? Normally, like, you would have been kind of oblivious to that, mm -hmm. but you you noticed it and you apologized for doing it and said you wouldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is not something you would have normally done. You would normally have been oblivious to the fact that it was upsetting you that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, just, well, it wouldn't have been on my radar. It, yeah, it wouldn't have. Well, see, so, and that's that's kind of the building blocks that you can talk about. Just the differences between now and then, and and I I don't. I'm not saying this to toot my own horn because I really don't, I don't want any recognition or anything like that. I just, I have a feeling that there are other people out there that are listening or might be recommended to listen to this that are dealing with a lot of the same crap that I dealt with and I'm still in some ways dealing with, but don't realize what it's causing in other aspects of their life or don't even realize what it was. Like I didn't, I didn't realize it was anxiety. I didn't realize it was this thing. I didn't realize that if I did these other things, I could get it under control and become a much better person overall. Um, and so due to all of that, I 
I didn't realize the, the ways that I was failing as a father. Not that I'm like, I was a horrible dad or anything like that. I always took care of you guys and made sure you were, you know, good to go. But I didn't, uh, there are many ways that I could have been better that I wasn't that I'm working on now. Yeah. Like, just, I remember a lot before you, uh, you used, like, your temper was like, it was like the small little things, like throwing a full tank of gas on a fire, just mm-hmm. poof. Now it's like slow burn, just small little things, like tiny little bit, tiny little bit, tiny little bit, but like, it, it just, it takes a lot longer for you to actually get angry. Right, but even when I get angry, I don't. You're not nearly as bad as you were right. before. I was going to say, I, I personally don't feel I'm nearly as, as hot-headed or as over the top as I was before. The only time you even came slightly close was the time that Champion and Trent were being completely, abhorrently horrible mm-hmm. in the store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or yeah. was it even the store? I don't even remember what it was. It was public. It was somewhere out in public, and they were just they were not even remotely trying to behave, and so I ended up having to pull them aside and have a nice, frank conversation with them about... You know, and you did that like three or four times, yeah. and they still kept yeah. going. Yeah, that was the time. Was it the time when she threw the fit about the uh, the Twinkie versus the uh, chips? Because she got the chips originally, but then she wanted the Twinkie, and that whole entire trip was just really shitty, or was that a different time? I don't remember how long ago that was. So um, That was the last time I was here. Okay, did it the happen? The last time I was here that it happened. Okay, I don't remember what the stories went. I don't, that was two weeks ago, dude. And I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember either. I just remember they were being absolutely horrible. Right. Yeah. And it was like we were, we went to multiple places where each time we got in the car, you're like, what the hell, guys? I, I pulled you aside once in the store and talked to you guys about this, and you didn't do anything to fix it. Yeah. Please fix it. And they just kept yeah. kept, kept doing it. Yeah. And finally on the way home, you're, like, you're just like, I can't. I, I You're like, I'm not. I'm excluding you from this part. I said, because you were five. You're like. I cannot believe how absolutely horrible you guys behaved in the store. I've never been that close to being as angry as I used to get before. Yeah, I do remember that conversation. I still can't place to what it was about, but yeah, I remember. <laughs> Neither can I. But I do remember having that conversation. That that was the closest to being like, you know, ang- you know, old angry Justin that I'd been in since I'd gotten on the meds and started the therapy and whatnot. So, yeah, most definitely. Um Kids will push your buttons, dude. They, it's they're and it's not always like it's not always intentional, but they can be. You know, you guys are figuring the world out, and as you crash through stuff, sometimes you get it right, and sometimes you get it horribly wrong, and and uh, and that can be both awesome and equally frustrating as a parent because there are times where like you know you're like I I know I've raised you better than this, like I legitimately <laughs> know I've given you better values than this, and you're just being an absolute ass. And then there's other times where like see. I raised them good. Look at that. They're being awesome. And it's just, it's always such a back and forth like that where some days it's like, this is amazing. And other days it's like, I, what do I get myself into? I have no fucking clue what I'm doing as a dad. Oh my God. Yeah. It does. But the very rarely is there ever an in between like a compromise where it's like, yeah, I kind of don't know what I'm doing, but we got this. We're doing okay. And there's that yeah. middle ground. It's hard to hit sometimes. Yeah. So and then, like, the reason why I, I talk, want to talk to you about this is because you were, for lack of a better term, you were the one that was in the trenches the longest. Like, if you look at this like a warfare type situation, yeah. being the oldest, you dealt with the cranky version of dad for quite a bit longer than either one of them will ever have to. Yeah. Um, and 
also you dealt with me during a pretty gnarly part of my existence when your mom and I had separated and there's a lot of anger and stuff there due to what had happened and um, just a whole plethora of other stuff going on. And so in general, it was just a really like hellacious time all the way around yeah. for, for me. And so, yeah, you know, that's why, but it's also why I want, I have the most frank discussions with you and I really have the most, I want to have the most raw talks with you and really kind of be real with you about this because I want you I know you've got, there's a lot of healing and stuff to make up for between you and I and yeah. things that we have to work on. And I can't ignore those. Yeah. And I can't um, just act by, because I've medicated and because I'm going through therapy that everything's okay. Like I legitimately still have to like show you that I am better and that things yeah. are not going to be, you know, the way they were and that I'm really making, you know, give it the good old college try to make this a better thing and make it so that we can turn it around and get everybody in a much more positive direction on, you know, going forward. Yeah. So you can interject at any time. Like I don't want to, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm feeding you. I want you to, you know, kind of just take off and, and talk about stuff or, you know, and if we need to switch topics, let's say the anxiety things, just you feel it's beat like it's a dead horse and beaten to death. We can always change to something else. If there's something else you'd rather talk about that's more like related to parenting or our relationship or whatnot. That's fine. I'm just trying to, you know, see if you got anything else left to say on the subject. Yeah. Um. I just had it and then I yeah. lost it. I hate it when that happens. Like it hits the tip of your tongue, then it runs back inside and goes, nope. Yep. <laughs> oh, crap. Sorry. Oh, did you hit the mic? Yep. Okay. I've made a note. We're good. I'll figure it out and get it all chopped up and redone there. Cool. So. Um, um. Mm. I, I'm no. Uh, another thing like I noticed was like, like a, animals were kind of like like you never seemed quite as angry like as bad when we were like when we had like like Max or Rocket or Rose around or or cats or something like you just for some reason, dogs or do animals in general just kind of seem to help mm -hmm. keep help calm you down a little help bit. Help calm you down. And yeah. Help you be, yeah. Help you be calmer and help mm -hmm. you calm down. And you know, it's funny that you say that and you recognize that because that is something that I, as far back as I can remember, I've always felt more at peace when I've got like an animal, like a dog. I'm not a big cat person. But like a dog, especially like if I've got a dog in my lap or I'm walking a dog or I'm working with a dog, um, I've always had that connection with him. In fact, my, the first, let me think here, after I, once I got old enough to really be able to kind of like around temperatures age, so like seven, eight years old, um, the dogs we got at that point in time, my dad did very little training with him. He had, I, I did most of the training. I went outside with a bunch of treats and spent hours out there teaching him to sit and stay and sit pretty and, and you know, all this other stuff. And, um, they worked in the potty training aspect of it more than I did, but I got the other, the behavioral stuff done. And it was just something that, you know, I've always connected with, uh, my aunt and my grandparents have horses. And so whenever we went out there, my aunt would always take me out and I'd go, 
the Abdurah horse and I could walk right up to it and pet it. And it just, I've always had this connection with animals where I just feel really at peace with them. And even my grandma who had this really shitty fucking dog, <laughs> I was able to connect with him and build a bond. And I was the only person he was ever nice to. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it, that's kind of, that's weird that you, you picked up on that because it's, that's just something that I've always had throughout my entire life is I, I just get along, especially with dogs. Like dogs and I click yeah. really well. I can get most dogs to calm down and just kind of behave and, and be good and whatnot. Um, Rocket has proven to be a little bit of a challenge in the potty training department, but that's <laughs> just because he's so damn short that everything's cold to him when he goes to go. <laughs> you, know, you go to squat and the grass touches your uh, your junk. It's like, ooh. <laughs> Never mind, I'm going to do this inside where it's when warm. You go, when you go to walk and, yeah. then, and the grass touches <laughs> exactly. your junk, it's like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, he's a tiny little thing. So. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny because like, ha- like that same thing happens with me, kind of like. Especially with dogs, it's like it's the same type of thing. Yeah, no, I I get it. So the one piece of advice I could really give to you on that is is utilize that 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 space that 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 feeling of tranquility and, and the calm and the peace and the pause that it gives you. Um, utilize that as like processing time to like think about stuff that's going on in your life. If there's something that's bothering you, um, if there's something that's uh, you, you know, you've got going on, just use that as like re- reflection, almost like a meditation. Like it's a good time to kind of meditate, like just kind of really just be at peace and, and kind of ignore everything else that's going on yeah. Um, and, and whatnot. But another piece of advice I could give you too is don't do what I did. Like I legitimately spent way too much time trying to just like figuring I should be able to do this on my own. I should be able to figure this out on my own. Like I, if I need help, if I have to ask for help, then I am, there's something wrong with me and I, there's a weakness there and I need, I need to fix that and, and not do that. And so I tried, I went through almost all of my issues in high school with bullying and whatnot and other stuff going on um, without my dad, my parents' intervention. Like every once in a while they came in, if, they, if I slipped up and let them see something, because um, I didn't have a choice at that point. Dad was very protective and he'd, you know, kill anybody that hurt us. But uh, um, overall, I just tried to muscle through it and, and figured it was just the way of the world. Um, and uh, that's not the case. So don't, don't take 36 years of your life to figure that out. Like it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to, to show for lack of a better term, quote unquote weakness by showing emotions or feelings or whatnot like that. Like yesterday I was legitimately having a very, like it was weird. I was having a great day everywhere, everywhere else except emotionally. Like work was good. We had a great annual inventory. Things went great there. We got out early. So we didn't, you know, we got the, you know, a couple hours off earlier. So we got to, you know, not have to work the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, Everything from a situational perspective was positive. It was a early release. It was a good inventory. Things went well. There was no, wasn't getting any altercations with anybody, but whatever, for whatever reason yesterday, I was just having a very rough emotional time dealing with um, some stuff. And uh, I reached out to like three or four different people and just started, you know, chatting it up with them saying, Hey, look, here's where I'm at. Here's what's going on with my head. Da, da, da. <clears throat> and, um, it helped a lot. Like it, it didn't help right, right then there at the moment, but being able to have that open dialogue with these people and realize that I have this support network and these people that do actually care for me allowed me to be able to process 
the thoughts and the emotions a lot clearer and it allowed me to get to a much better headspace a lot faster than I would have, or maybe even might not have made it to that point had I not, um, done that in the first place. Which you never would have done that if you weren't on the medication. Well, not even that. That's not really a direct result of the meds. That's just a direct result of the therapy more than anything else. It's me realizing that it's okay to, to ask for help. And I was starting to do that before I even got on the medication. That was, that's more of a, um, just a legitimate life lesson. Like you just figure out that, um, you don't have to try to carry it all. Like even if you're the type of person that wants to, or thinks you should, there are just times in life where it is too much for one person to bear on their own. And you need some sort of assistance. That doesn't mean somebody's gonna come over and do stuff for you, but just being able to offload thoughts, feelings, or emotions onto somebody else and have them bounce back ideas and just kind of a place to vent and have somebody listen to you is a huge, huge help with stuff like this. So, you know, you've got a trusted friend, you can come to me, you can go to your grandparents, whoever you're comfortable with when having those kinds of conversations and asking that kind of advice, I would prefer from a selfish perspective (laughs) that it's me because I would like to be that close with you and have you be that comfortable with our relationship and whatnot. But I also understand that if you can't do that with me for whatever reason. I'd still prefer that you have a trusted, you know, confidant that you can do that with so that you do get those thoughts out. Um, and so that you can get those, you know, things taken care of because life, especially it seems like life today is very difficult at times. There's some really just weird shit going on like all the way around, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and like I said, um, you can come to me, Anytime, talk to me about anything, any questions you have. I might not always be pleased with what you may have done or <laughs> what may have transpired, but I also understand that we're all human and that we're all going to not always make the best choices per se. And so I just want uh, want you to know that no matter what, even if I'm you know upset with you or this or that, or the other thing, I'm still your dad and I still love you and I'll do whatever I can to help and protect you and all that jazz. You know, it's not, there's no, there's no expectations of perfection. There might be profound situations where or there might be situations where I'm profoundly disappointed in your behavior, but it's not like I'm going to think lesser of you for having made a mistake because that's, I wouldn't want somebody to do that to me. Like everybody's going to fuck up. I mean, yeah, if I made a mistake, please tell me, show me where I messed up. Let's fix this. But don't berate and belittle me for it. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, so it's like when you uh, got busted for smoking pot with your brothers, I think I handled that fairly well. Like I didn't, I was like, dude, seriously, dumb move. Like I get it, but dumb move. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think I handled it fairly well, but both times it happened, you know, so Part of it was probably because I was not actually physically present at the house when it happened. <laughs> but um The very first time I got boned for it, I was right there at the table with you. Yeah. Mom called that was That's right. Yeah. That yeah, we had that conversation that very awkward conversation over dinner because your brother was trying to get you to in to lie about it on his end. Cause being that, Oh God. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yep. Your great, brother. Great. My brother being my brother, you know, always trying to dig himself out of holes. Mm-hmm. But and just but not digs, thinking about how he's doing it. And he's just digging the hole deeper. <laughs> just digs the hole deeper. You're just smoking a stone, your friend. Like you're seriously gonna send me that message 
as mom is on the phone with him. Like, come on. Well, not to mention the fact in, in, in a medium that is backed up and traceable. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that would be a conversation to have over the phone. So there's plausible diet. Don't take this as advice, <laughs> but that would be a conversation to have over the phone. Cause then it's plausible deniability. Like I no, I didn't say that. I don't know what you're talking about. But like when you text somebody and it's there documented for all to see. Mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Not the, uh, the greatest of decisions, you know? Yeah. yeah. Definitely not. So, but I think I handled it fairly well overall. I mean, you got grounded the first time for quite a bit, but I could say it was the first. What was the second time? The second time was you were over there, I think, when I got the phone call. And uh, I, and there was a, a you guys tried to sneak alcohol at one point too. I think there was you know, only one weed incident. Yeah, I was gonna say unless unless you just totally let it slip, there was a second one that we don't know about. Now I get to bust you for it. And no. Now you're starting. Now you're starting to panic a little bit. Like, oh shit, shit, no. shit, 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 shit. Oh, oh. he's like, no. you're like cats out of the bag. Ah, no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. There was no, there only... was a second incident. The second incident though was you were you came clean. Like your mom did random UAs on all three of you boys, and you're the only one that passed. Well, yeah, because there was they, that one, yeah, right. that so was that, not but, too but long. it was a second incident, not that did not involve you because you were not partaking in it. But yeah, it was well, a the random or, the random UA was not so random because when I say random, I mean she found the stuff, the the pot, and all that your brother didn't. Well, not even that. Like she's at work, he's at home during lunch. Uh, her boyfriend walks in while he's all he's outside smoking, mm-hmm. and he's like, he calls his name, but like he doesn't like respond or really hear. So we just got kind of keeps going, but like he hears noises. So my mom's boyfriend like freaking looks through the glass door and like watches him for a good two minutes, just watches him going, like you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah, and doesn't. Doesn't say anything, doesn't make his presence known, mm-hmm. tells mom, and then she random drug tests us. I'm the, I was the only one who passed, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was that second in, there was that second incident. I thought, I like, when you said there were two incidents, like, there were two times that no, no, no. I got in trouble, even though I only got in trouble once, because right. I only did it once. Right. No. Just the, just the one time. You got in trouble. There was two times total that there was a a possible weed incident that you were not involved in. Well, you possibly could have been could involved have been, in. But you were, and you were implicated in one and not in the other. So yeah, yeah. I will say you started a lot younger than I expected you to, and you definitely started a lot younger than I did. It's that horrible older sibling influence that happens from time to time. That uh, and also today's society. Yeah, no, you know, I don't, I don't buy into that. Because weed was no less prevalent when I was growing up than it is now, legal or otherwise. Like, I had just as I, I, I knew exactly where to get pot at your age. I, it was not a problem. Like, I, I, th- I think you're probably referring to what I saw your mom ranting about with how easily accessible pot is nowadays, that it's this huge problem because it's getting into the hands of minors and whatnot. Um, and I personally strongly disagree with that because. 
for me, I had no problems getting pot and could have gotten way worse if I wanted to in high school. It wasn't an issue at all. And it had nothing to do with it being legal or not legal. It just had to do with there are people in life that you'll know. And this is just something you'll figure out as you go through life. There are people in your life in your life that are very much like Tyrion Lannister from Game of Thrones. And I know you don't get that reference yet, but eventually you will. Mm-hmm. But they just know things. Like there are dudes that you could go talk to that know how to get rid of a body. Now, is that necessarily something that you want to have or use? Nope. Not at all. But there are dudes out there that can legitimately tell you the proper ways to dispose of a body. And I'm not t- saying what kind of body. I'm just saying they can do that. Which there are pe- is weird. There yeah. are people out there that can legitimately, they know how to make stolen vehicles disappear there's people i mean there's there's all types um so the there were people that dealt to high school students when i was going to high school and you knew who to go contact and you just found the one student that was ballsy enough to actually go deal with that dealer and get the stuff and then you could get it through them and you were set and good to go it was not a problem so that i think the problem is is that and you can disagree with me if you've got a different point of view on this. Please jump in and yeah. let me know. Um, I think the point of view, the problem is the same problem we have in a lot of other aspects of our society is that parents don't have real conversations with their kids about certain things. Like, we don't have converse, there, there are not, I'm going to say we, the metaphorical we, not me, we, like including me, but like we don't have, like, it's easier to not talk to your child about sex for some people than it is to have to go through the whole, like the penis centers of the vagina and all the stuff that goes, this, the mechanics and the conversations that you and I have already had. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of parents that can't or won't do that. Maybe they can't cause they're embarrassed or they won't because of their religious upbringing or whatnot or everything else that's going on. Um, so it's, there's a lot of misinformation out there for, for kids. There's a lot of, um, kids that don't realize how harmful certain things are or ways to do stuff. And then it's far easier to blame somebody else when your child does something wrong than to take a look internally and go, Hmm, where did I make a mistake or where could I have improved upon this and done it better? Yeah. What do you think about that? And you, like I said, you can disagree with me if you want to, that's totally fine. Like I, I agree with that. that Like it's, it's not really, any easier it's like not like it hasn't been made easier to get access to but like more people are doing it now because they think it's the cool thing to do and like can i pause you there for just a second more when you say more people are doing it because they think it's the cool thing to do are you talking about more students or more people in general students like because, like, I've noticed that, like, nowadays, most people don't bother to conceal to, uh, like, when I say people, I mean, like, Society. students in a school, mm-hmm. like, they don't bother to conceal their pure, like, if they get in trouble, they don't, like, they don't try to, like, they're usually proud of it, and, like, they tell people and then it gets around can i can i blow your mind a little bit here mm-hmm. happened when i was in high school too well, yeah but like i'm saying like i've witnessed that happen at middle school level 
the lowest down I I've I've noticed was sixth grade. Like mm-hmm. sixth grade is where it started. Mm-hmm. That, but, but my point in saying that to you is that that's not a new phenomenon. But it seems it's brand new to you because you've never experienced it before. But historically speaking, sixth grade, I, I saw it with your sister, your oldest sister, when she hit sixth grade, you could start seeing the kids getting blo- you know, very blazing about, well, I got in trouble for this or I'm doing this because some because what it comes down to for a lot of those kids, once again, my opinions here, but it's what I've noticed, is that it's a cry for attention. Yeah. Because they're not getting the attention they crave or want, desire, need, whatever, at home or wherever else it is. And so by being the quote-unquote bad kid or lashing out and doing these things, people are giving them attention. And while it might not be the best attention, it might not be the attention they really, truly want, it's attention and it temporarily fills that void they're experiencing. Yeah, what I've noticed is that um, usually it's not so many people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I've just noticed that usually it's not so many people, like, as our society grows and gets older like the newer generations they just more of them start doing the worst stuff that you can do Mm -hmm. and then like like brag about it to their peers Mm -hmm. like it's like with each generation more start doing the worst things and are more open about it Mm -hmm. and also with like as more, I I think part of the reasons that is is because as there are newer generations coming along, it our society has become a lot more um, like kids are now afraid to snitch and like so they always that's like they they band together and keep on a united front like. Mm-hmm. So can I blow your mind again? This is not like well, yeah, but I I know like it's not new, no. but like it it gets it grows and happens more and more as generations go on. I well here's let me I'm gonna play a little bit of devil's advocate here with you on this just a bit and let's let's see what you think. And like I said once again, I'm not I'm not saying that your opinion is wrong that you don't have a good point. Um, I think it's a combination of a couple of things. First and foremost, um the instant access to information that you guys have nowadays that we didn't have as a kid. So it took longer for things to travel around. Also, as a society, we are growing out of this shell that has been, or maybe shell is not, maybe maybe think of the Simpsons movie and the giant bubble they put over the town, right? Yeah. Think of it like that. We've had, from a societal perspective, a giant bubble of religious oppression over, um, diff. You know, over our lives, and you can still see that in other societies. You like if you look at the militant um, Islams and ISIS and whatnot, where it's very much old school and all this stuff. Um, 
and then uh, Western culture is very much Judeo-Christian based, and it's all about you know, you know, Jesus and God and and morals and values and the Ten Commandments and don't you know sin and all this stuff, and we're starting to branch out from that because people are starting to realize that you know the whether or not you you agree with the tenets of the religion or whether or not you agree with um you can you want to say that the religion itself is evil the interpretation of it has become very bastardized yeah um like even the pope just recently has said some stuff that has really rocked the catholic church because it goes against everything that they've known for quite a while now and i say that they've known because it's what they've been taught not what's necessarily the truth yeah um so there's a lot of these layers that are getting peeled back were stuff that was considered to be bad like there are like i'm sure you've probably noticed you've got gay kids at your school you've got homosexual kids at your school and maybe you haven't but i'm sure you've noticed you know people and homosexuals in the past um there are still people out there that believe that in and of itself is the world going to hell in a handbasket? The fact that A, they exist, and B, they're allowed to quote-unquote flaunt it is horrific. Um, so I don't disagree with you that each generation gets a little more fast and loose with the rules per se, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't think that being more accepting of somebody because of their sexual preference is a bad thing. I also don't think that, um, that uh, the united front or the kids sticking together the kids being brazen about their what they do with uh with um with their friends or whatnot is is a new thing i just think a it's a it's so much easier for you guys to figure this shit out like when i was going to school if something bitching and i use the term bitching like from a teenage perspective like let's say as an example, a friend of mine threw this fucking raging house party, right? I didn't go to it, but I heard all about it. House party, they were drinking, shit was going down, cops show up, right? Boom, place starts to scatter, kids are flying everywhere. Buddy of mine, um, big dude, this guy was really big, went and uh, dove into this bathtub, shut the shower curtain, hid in the bathtub because he didn't want the cops finding him, right? And then as he heard the cops searching the place, one of them went out, I went past the bathroom where he was at, and so he took his chance and jumped out of the tub and ran and bailed out. And, and I, and I'm probably butchering the story to some extent. Um, but as he went through the backyard, he like he tried to climb the fence, but being a big dude, he couldn't really do that. So he kind of like got up on it, and the fence just fell over. And so he just kind of tumbled and rolled and took off and kept on running, right? And the story to hear my friends tell it was this like epic. You know, as teenagers, oh my god, we almost got caught by the cops and da da da. It was an adrenaline rush, but it was this huge. Huge thing. And I'm sure it was embellished. And I'm sure it was whatever. But that happened Friday or Saturday night. I found out about it the following Monday or Tuesday as word trickled through mouth to mouth, you know, ear to ear, like me telling you, reciting the story. Yeah. Nowadays, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, Facebook. Text like, message. You can actually do a Facebook live video of the motherfucker bailing over the fence and knocking it down. <laughs> and it's out there within seconds. Yeah. So I don't think that this stuff is any more or less prevalent in the in the fact of the matter that it's happening more or less. It's just that you can hear about it so much easier. It seems like, oh my God, right? Because even talk, if you ever talk with grandma about this kind of stuff, all that same kind of shit was happening, if not worse in some ways, when she was a kid. It's all about how you hear about it. And um, part of it for you too is that up until this point, you've gone to some very 
smaller schools. Everything was a little bit closer knit. The communities were smaller. Things were a lot less spread out. Whereas now this school you're at, it's a much larger district. It's got a lot much larger combination of kids. It's a much larger school with more students in it in the first place. Like your entire eighth grade class at the school you were at last year was 30 kids. And I'm saying the entire school's eighth grade class was 30 kids. Mm-hmm. You might have 30 kids in one period of your eighth grade class of a few hundred students or more. So it's a much larger, so you're just, you're getting exposed to stuff in a way that you haven't before. Um, that's my take on it. Not saying, like I said, I'm not saying that you're wrong or your view is incorrect. I'm just saying, I think that you're start you're hitting this age where you're starting to pick up on stuff. And you've also got a very heightened or over um, developed sense of uh, um, r- justice. You're very much Robin from uh, Teen Titans Go. And I only say that because I, I was the same way as you as a kid. You legitimately get pissed off when other kids get away with stuff, especially when it's something that you've tried and you get your ass fucking handed to you for it. <laughs> and it's like, why in the hell do they get away with it? But when I try it, I get caught. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, I don't... <laughs> like, that That makes me... Yeah, so that... that Oh, you just knocked the dog down. <laughs> what, no. are you, what are you going for? My phone. I heard it. Ouch, buzz. Oh. Just Fitbit. So you uh, continue on your thought. Saying? Okay, yeah. Like, even about stuff like that, yeah, it, um, like, that is a thing that, like, makes me angry like you know they get away with it but i don't but then i also know that like i also notice like i just it's like even if like you see someone do something and like you just got okay so i'm 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 a makeup scenario here mm-hmm. um so i could say you're in a class or you're on a bus and you see someone switch their seat while a bus driver's driving and they don't get caught for it then you try it and you get caught for it like i've when people are younger mm-hmm they tend to be more like they tend to be more like if you if they get caught for it they tend to immediately throw others into the bus mm-hmm. but as you get older you get more that that sense of like snitches get stitches that yeah. you to get more of that like yeah but that's my point is that you and I are saying the same thing we're just looking at it from two different perspectives i've lived it you're starting to live it you're starting to notice now that when you're younger, it was far more fun or maybe you got a better, you got more of a sense of accomplishment by hucking the person who did the bad thing under the bus because it's like, ha you got in trouble and I didn't. But then it gets to the point where it becomes this camaraderie and this brotherhood, so to speak, where it's like, if I throw them under the bus and get them in trouble, then they're going to look at me as the not cool kid and that I'm not going to have a chance to go do the cool stuff with them per se, or I won't be accepted. And so then it becomes this dynamic of how do I keep people not pissed off at me? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Have you felt that? 
yeah. I, I mean, you know, if you if, if you legitimately haven't felt that, let me know. But um, so I, I really do think that we're saying the same thing, but we're just looking at it from two different worldviews because it's a worldview of somebody who's been there, lived it, understands it for the most part, um, and somebody who is just starting to come into his own and is figuring out his spot in the world. And it's a rough age, twelve to like. 30 <laughs> it can be a very rough time for people but i mean, but seriously like it's it is and i'm and i'm not saying by no means am i saying that there's not other legitimately heart more stressors on your generation like part of that instant access to the information makes it also worse because then it's also easier to trace who's done what not to mention the fact that it's easier for like let's say you did something monumentally fucking embarrassing like you were trying to do this bitch and skateboard trick or whatever and however it happened you like ripped your pants and your balls fell out and you like exposed yourself to the entire school or to the entire crowd that was there right in my day somebody may have had a polaroid or a camera on them and they might have gotten it but when they try to take the film to get processed they would have not actually developed the film because it showed a minor is drunk and that's a whole nother thing you guys have cameras fucking everywhere. <laughs> so if you do something stupid, there's probably about 32 different angles of you doing that stupid thing. and Because people are going to be taking videos of you trying to do the cool yeah. thing. Yeah, and so some people get internet famous, very briefly, and some people just get ridiculed. And that happens a lot quicker. Like, there was a still a good chance. Like, if I'm, if I'm with a group of, like, 10 to 15 people, and my, you know, I split my shit open and, like, my dick fell out... 10 or 15 people saw my dick. That's not the end of the world. But if that happens on camera and millions of people see my dick, that's a lot, (laughs) that's a lot more, can be a lot more detrimental to a person, right? Like that can, because then you're going to be, you're not just dealing with 10 or 15 people giving you a shit for it. Plus whoever heard the story secondhand, you're now legitimately dealing with a lot of people going like, dude, I just totally saw your junk fall out. You know, I mean, it's, that's like a really kind of out there example, but it's what I'm saying is that unless, what? unless you've got like really nice junk, then out of nowhere you've got all these girls coming on to you because you got like that is such a teenage boy, <laughs> teenage boy thought process. <laughs> um, how? What's the best way to say this to you? <laughs> but that's never gonna happen. No, I'm just going to let me think how to phrase this for you. I'm trying to think here. How do you feel about vegetables? Like if you never had to deal with a vegetable again and didn't have to eat them, but you wouldn't have any repercussions for it, would you probably do it? Yeah. Okay. Why? Because they're not your favorite thing. Vegetables are meh. Yeah, right? So most girls kind of look at dick that way. Like, if there was a way they could get away with never having to deal with a dude's dick again, but still reap the same benefits, so to speak, and technology does have that in some ways and stuff, you know, whatnot. My point being is that the penis isn't this almighty, like, like males, <laughs> the male psyche is like, I've got a penis. Everybody should see my penis. Everybody should stare at awe at my awesome man meat between my legs. And, <laughs> and that the girls will just come piling on, fighting over each other to see who gets to have my penis first. Not at all. Not even remotely <laughs> close to how it happens. More accurately, it's that episode of South Park that I'm going to let you watch here soon where they're genetically growing a penis on the top of their mouse's back and the 
mouse is running through town and all the girls are going, eek, a penis, and they're jumping up and trying to get away from it. That's kind of the response you're going to get if you flop your dick out. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that... Anyway, you have to see the episode to make it have make more sense. But my point being is that... Um, it's that it's that mentality that if I don't work with you now to break it, that girls, the Jay and Silent Bob is she loves the dick or you love the dick, right? And that's that's what causes people to send pictures of themselves exposing themselves to women who don't ever even want it. Like you know, gen- legitimately, there's sexting. You know about sexting. I know you do because people send nude pictures and you hear about that kind of stuff. And there's a difference between people doing that who are consenting, where they are like, yeah, okay, I want to see a picture of your junk. Send it over. And vice versa versus this woman would just be amazed what's going on down here. I'm going to take a picture of this and send it to her. And that's, that's, a, the, that's just like, that's not okay. A bingo. And that's the point I'm trying to get across is that. But I, 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 know. I already know that. But, but you had that deep, but I'm just saying you had that default instinct. Of, well, if, my, <laughs> if I've got this really nice looking penis, then the girls are just going to come running at me and just throw their <laughs> vaginas my direction. It's not how it works. In every teenage boy's fantasy, that's how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> but you've got to make sure you, you you do develop and grow up past that point and, and realize what the reality of the situation is because that's not how it works. And if you try this whole, well, if I show her my junk, she'll be in love with me thing. It's going to be a whole nother, oh, another can of worms that we don't even want to get into, especially in today's society. <laughs> so what I have noticed as a parent, somebody who grew up, uh-huh. When I grew up to now, yeah, people are having a legitimate hard time with personal responsibility, holding their children accountable for their actions. Like if you went to a store tomorrow and you stole something from the store and got busted for it, uh-huh. I wouldn't yell at the store or the cops or the people for trying to bust you and get you in trouble and ruin your life. I'd be really angry at you for you trying to ruin your own life for being making a monumentally stupid decision. And I would work on a way for you to have retribution and to pay back um, that bad deed. But there are a lot of people that don't make their, they don't show that kind of personal responsibility or they don't force their kids to have that kind of personal responsibility. Um, And so because of that, they always try to find somebody else to blame for their problems. Mm-hmm. I and mean, then that carries on to their adult life and things just keep going from there. Um, so it is, can you stop playing with that? It's picking up in the microphone. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Oh, so I know you're just kind of, you're, I, I get it. You're, it's a fidget spinner for you right now. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, fidget spinners in I know. my pocket. <laughs> so, um, but it's, uh, and I lost my train of thought. Where was I at? What was I saying? Um, Oh, cops, po po. That was not cops. That was a scream. That was that was someone screaming. Oh, okay. What well, is Halloween? It, this is the night for all the Halloween parties to happen because since Halloween happens on a Tuesday this year, so people are probably getting drunk and shitty at certain spots. Um, but oh, personal responsibility. Yep. We yep. don't teach enough personal responsibility nowadays. Like it's always somebody else's fault. Like so, I'm losing weight right now. Mm-hmm. I'm down almost forty pounds. Yeah. We've got about another 30-ish pounds that I want to go. Um, I'm not blaming pizza for making me fat. <laughs> I'm not blaming ice cream for making me fat. Now, those things had a part in making me get bigger, but it's because I fucking love pizza and ice cream. <laughs> and I would eat a lot of it. 
But it wasn't the pizza's fault. Like, it wasn't like, oh, damn you, pizza, if you hadn't gotten into my mouth and shoved your way down my throat and digested through my system and turned into fat cells, I wouldn't be so fat. He's like, no. If my lard ass hadn't gone over there and grabbed the next slice and wolfed it down and kept doing that over and over again, I wouldn't be as big as I am. But it's that whole personal responsibility thing. And mm-hmm. you're playing with it again, and it's getting picked up in the mic. <laughs> so, and that's that's kind of my point, is that, like, that's why I kind of, I get... And there was times where you and I would get into pissing contests about this where you thought it was super unfair about how I was making you make up for the bad thing that you did. But it's because the conversation that you and I are having now where you're starting to realize that you have to be able to um, accept the fact what you did or, or how you interacted in a situation that caused the problem. That's the kind of reaction that you needed to have. But it took me having to really harp on you about certain things in order for you to be able to come to that realization. And then now when you see other people getting away with stuff or not being held to the accountable for their actions, it really kind of upsets you, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stop playing with that. You're getting distracted. I'm, I'm, I'm so close. What are you trying to do? It's a headphone case. Like, what's the problem? I don't know what you're trying to do with it. Put it down. I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm, legitimately, I'm, Ezra? I'm, 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 I'm legit like 30 secs away. 30 secs? Oh, what's it with you shorthanding everything right now? Because first of all, that didn't sound like seconds. It sounded like something else. <laughs> Can I have 30 sex, please? It's not the way that currency works, dude. <laughs> <laughs> all right, put it down now. Stop well, now it. The cover. Stop dicking with it. <laughs> For those listening, he's putting ear Apple earbuds back into an Apple case. And if anybody's ever unpacked an Apple thing from a case, it's a bitch to get back together. <laughs> Why he chose now to do it? Mm, not sure. Kind of frustrating. Kind of annoying. I, I don't like these cases because like they bend the cord and then I don't like them like either because they completely distract you from the task at hand. Put it down. <laughs> Put it, let me get it closed. It is closed. No, it's not. You know if you do, but here can I explain something to you? If you just set it aside in its current state right now, the way that it is. <gasps> did it, did it. <gasps> I did it, yay! Wow, obsessive compulsive much? <laughs> Goodness, how many times do you have to wash your hand and turn the light on and off in the bathroom before you can leave the room? Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? You had issues. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I... Sometimes I don't do that at all. Sometimes I do. It's no, just no. kind of like... Do you, do you understand the joke I was trying to make yes, right there? Yes, yes. That some people actually legitimately... And it was, it was probably, Ow, that hurt. Somebody's tired. I'm not tired. Oh, you are. You are fading quickly. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know exactly what I'm talking about. You're fading to that great beyond of their... <laughs> You're crazy. I know. So, but yeah, I would not... I, I don't envy you growing up in a in a generation where... I get it. Calm down. I gave you a chance before we started recording. The dog's trying to get me a chance. I gave him a chance half an hour before you gave him a chance. So, but you with your generation where you can't do something stupid without it being documented for all eternity. And it's great for people like me who watch it like on shows like Ridiculousness. But it's horrible (laughs) for people like you that actually like, you know, could possibly get embarrassed by something like that. So... Or but get I, in very bad trouble. Right, exactly. Yeah, because there's stuff that I did that I know if I ever got documented as a kid, I would be in a lot more shape than I am now because I did some stupid shit as a child. Um, like? Not a conversation for another time, dude. Conversation for another time. Uh, I'll, I'll give you this one. 
Um, the Snoop Dogg sized blunt that my buddy Danny rolled that we Snoop Dogg sized blunt. Like what the is son that? of a bitch was like this long. Have you ever seen Snoop smoke one of his blunts? You know what a blunt is, right? Yes, I know what a blunt okay. is. It's a bigger size. It's a bigger version of a joint. Right. It's exactly. Well, he rolls these fuckers like a foot, foot and a half long. And so we went out and bought a, uh, bought a, I don't remember how much, but it was like 20 bucks, um, and rolled the entire contents of what we bought into this massive thing. And then the two of us. Okay, 20 bucks uh-huh. got you a shit ton more then than it does now. Holy crap. Uh, really now? All right, Mr. Weed Expert, enlighten me. <laughs> oh, all of a sudden he's like, oh shit, I let something else out of the bag now. Dun, dun, dun. Um, but so I had a, ca- a truck with a camper on the canopy on the back. Yeah. We got in the back of the truck. I only cracked the windows open about yay far, just enough to let enough oxygen in so we didn't die from deprivation. And then we smoked the entire fucking thing in grandma and grandpa's driveway at the white house. Idiot. Oh, it gets better. Oh, oh, oh. Middle of summer. So it was hot at the point, that point in time, grandma and grandpa had their bedroom up in that attic bedroom. They didn't have the window air conditioners then, so they kept the windows to where you stayed for a while when we stayed with them, that small room you stayed in. Yep. They kept that window open, which was directly above the driveway. Yep. And they kept the window in their bedroom open, and the one above the driveway sucked the air in, and the other one blew the air out to the backyard. So when we get out of the back of this truck and open the doors, the smoke comes billowing out (laughs) of the truck, right? Goes up into the attic. I just watch it, this fan just starts sucking it. I'm like, fuck. Oh. I go run to the backyard. And I see the smoke come up the other direction from through grandma and grandpa's <laughs> room. Thank God they didn't wake up for whatever reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I, think grandpa, I think grandpa woke up hungry, but that was about it. You know? <laughs> but they didn't, so they didn't catch me and nobody caught on video either. Like the stuff like that. Like, I mean, there's just dumb things that you do as a kid. We blew up, we messed with explosives. Built our own fireworks and whatnot, and and did little weird Frankenstein things with all that kind of stuff. Frankenstein. Well, yeah, you take like this kind of a firework and this kind of firework, you can crack them open, and you mix the contents of the two of them together, and pack them into this other thing, and then see how big of a boom you can make. I'm lucky to have all my fingers and thumbs. Put it that way. True. Well, the way they like, I've heard the way they used to make fireworks a long, long time ago. Depends on where you live. Oregon's always had pissy fireworks, which well, yeah, is why like, we always modified the shit out of them and make them bigger. Well, yeah, then there's just like, I heard that, like, in way older times when they made fireworks, a lot of times, like, if you opened them up, like, you'd go kablooey. Oh, yeah. Well, that's still true. It depends. That's where, have you ever heard of something called the Anarchist Cookbook? That sounds like something that would meet, that would be used for meth cooking to me for some reason. That, that just then, sounds like but that's something. That's fine. Let's keep that frame of reference because what the Anarchist Cookbook is, is it's a book of different things some of them are like uh different um like you could they they, te- they show you how to make napalm and they show you how to make all this other stuff the problem is is that if you don't have a solid understanding of chemistry and you read that book and you try to mix some of that stuff together by design when you mix certain chemicals together they will have a violent reaction against each other and cause like big booms big flashes of light and there are on purpose there are things in the anarchist cookbook that as soon as you go and you mix them together they're supposed to explode and if you don't know this because you don't have the chemistry the chemical and the chemistry background there were kids in my generation that were getting severely fucking hurt because they were mixing these compounds together not realizing that it was a fatal fucking mixture when you did it and shit was going sideways (laughs) so um 
a little understanding goes a long way is my point. It's like you really have to make sure you, you get what you're doing and don't ever get so cocky that you think you got it all under control because that's when you're going to blow a thumb off or something like that. I almost lost this thumb. Thankfully, it just got really badly burnt. But I, uh, I uh, ignited a pile of flash powder with a lighter because we couldn't find anything like long enough to put it in there without me getting close. And I was, I'm like, I'll show my friends how cool I am. Do you guys not? Do you guys not have matches? You shoot. Nope. Nope. We were at, we had burned through dude pyros. We burned through everything. It was the Fourth of July. We had lit every fucking possible thing we could light on fire. The fact that I didn't burn something down or get thrown in jail as an arsonist for accidentally lighting a field on fire is a goddamned miracle. Don't be like me. I messed with fire so much as a kid. It was crazy. Fire and electricity, like those are the two things <laughs> I screw. Like I used to rewire shit and, and then like short circuit it and fry it and you know pop the breakers and my grandpa used to get so pissed when I interrupted Star Trek time <laughs> throw I throw a breaker in the house and the TV would shut off and of course back then you didn't have DVR or any of that crap and you couldn't do on demand so if you missed, and you couldn't rewind right and so if you missed out on that 30 second part of the plot and it was critical you're gonna be pretty pissed off and it wasn't like and it wasn't like the, yeah well you did a pretty goddamn good impression of grandpa you've been yelled at by him more than once haven't you <laughs> Because that have. actually kind of made my hair stand up a little bit. It was like, oh, is there a scramble talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> so my point is, buddy, is the stuff that you're experiencing um, is legitimately the same but different. And I know that's a really weird statement. It's the same crap that I went through as a kid. It's the th- same crap that generations prior to mine and the generations in between you and I went through as a kid. It's just that you experience them in a far different way because of what is around you now as far as technology and the way things are and how documented and instantaneous everything is, right? And that's kind of what makes the difference. So you're also just becoming more aware of the world around you as somebody who's a teenage boy that's starting to grow up. Like before, girls, yeah, there were girls. They were there. Some annoyed you, some didn't. You were friends with some, some you weren't. Now you're looking at girls like, hmm, she's kind of cute. Ooh, what's that feeling? Why is it doing that down there? What's going on? You know, and it's just, and I'm not saying that to embarrass you. I'm just saying that as you're mature and this stuff happens, these kinds of things shift your world perspective. And so I thank you for bringing that up and having that conversation tonight. It was really, I actually enjoyed this quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, It's cool to have these kind of talks with you and just kind of see how you're perceiving the world versus how I perceive it and kind of comparing notes and whatnot. So I think we should do this again. We should record more often with you on here and bring it back for some more stuff. And if you ever have a topic or something you want to talk about, please, like if you something comes up at school, write it down, make a note, mm-hmm. shoot me a message, mm-hmm. um, and we'll we'll add it as something you can uh, you can uh, you can. Uh, why did I just my brain stopped? We'll add it as a topic that we can talk about on the show. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. So, well, Bella we'll, did the most disgusting thing on Thursday. Okay, go ahead. So I, I Thursday and Friday I had early release. Got home at twelve thirteen both days, uh-huh. and had three hours to myself before the, anybody came before anybody came home. And freaking on Thursday, I get home, I sit down, put the recliner back, turn on the TV. I'm ten minutes into an episode of a TV show, and I hear what sounds like Bella just naturally coughing, you know, because pugs are pugs. And then I hear this watery splat sound against the tiles. 
And I'm just like, what? No, please, no. Because she had just come over from the their corner where their food and water are. And I look over, and she's standing there, like, sticking her tongue out and shaking her head to get all the stuff off her tongue. Ugh. Because she'd puked up, eaten in mushy dog food, whole pieces of kibble, and water. And it was like... A big freaking like oh gnarly puddle of it. Oh, guys, I get it. Speaking of dogs, these ones are getting fucking annoying. They need to go outside. So, um, thank you again, dude, for mm-hmm. being willing to join me on the recording. I want to have you back on. And, and hey, listeners out there, I, I know you guys gave me a lot of feedback and, and contacted me directly about how awesome it was. But something that'd be really cool is leave a voicemail. Our contact information will play at the end of the show here, or you can record it on your fancy pants voice recording app and send it to grounded at badparentingpodcast.com and we will play it on the show. And I know Ezra would love to hear from the listeners and to hear what they think about the show and whatnot and, mm-hmm. and um, the feedback would be cool for him. Um, also, uh, we are a member of the Podcast Collective. If you like our show, there's probably other shows on the Podcast Collective that you would like as well. So go check them out and give them a listen. And then if you do like their show, subscribe and leave them a rating on iTunes. Hey, we like ratings. You can rate us on iTunes as well, too. Like It helps rank us in the directories and whatnot, and it makes things better all the way around, and it makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside and gives us those happy feelings that people actually like us. <laughs> if, uh, go ahead. If they give you a good rating. Yes, yes. Only if we give you a good rating. You give us a bad rating, I might have to hate you forever. <laughs> but uh, legitimately, thank you, Ezra, again, mm-hmm. for coming on. I look forward to recording with you again the next time we do this. Um, I appreciate you being open and honest both about the anxiety as well as these other con- topics of conversation we've had. I look forward to having more conversations like this with you. And like I said, you have a topic or something in the future you want to talk about, or if you want to have like, if you have questions about stuff that you're experiencing, you want to do it on the show versus one-on-one either way, I'm not forcing you into anything. Like I don't, I'm not doing this for content. Like yeah. however you want to roll is fine. Yeah. But I do think that I know that I, I appreciate having this conversation with you on the podcast. And I'm sure our listeners do too. And I'm sure we'll get plenty of voicemails at some point telling us about how much they enjoyed hearing you on the show. So with that being said, do you have anything else you want to add, sir? No. All right. Well, until next time, try not to be shitty parents. Bye. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send us an email to grounded at badparentingpodcast.com. Leave us a voicemail at 503-609-0375 or reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, MySpace, or Twitter. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bad Parenting Podcast, a conversational show about all aspects of parenting, the good, the bad, and the smelly. It's wet everywhere. It's out there now. Here it goes.